0: Welcome to Lose Lips, all the things you wanted to say, but didn't know how to say it. Today's topic is, what's really going on with China? Now, China is currently facing multiple challenges in 2024, such as a slowing economy, a major COVID-19 wave again, rising tensions with Taiwan and the U.S., and human rights issues in Hong Kong and Xinjiang. Now here are some key points, China's economy actually grew by 4.9% in 2023, the lowest rate since 1990 due to weak domestic consumption, deflationary pressures, and external shocks. The World Bank actually recommends sustained policy support and deeper structural reforms to revive China's growth momentum. China has been in the grip of a major COVID-19 wave since restrictions were lifted in December, 2023. The country actually reported more than 20,000 new cases and over 500 deaths in January of 2024. Mind you, we're just starting January now this is the highest monthly figures since the pandemic began chinese health officials say the current wave is coming to an end and the number of severe cases and deaths is trending downward but we all know this is china and they lie or keep hidden what is the truth with their own country china is also ramping up the pressure for taiwan's presidential election which is scheduled for March 2024. Beijing is using aggression and propaganda to sway what could be a pivotal race for cross-strait ties. China considers Taiwan a breakaway province that must be reunited with the mainland by force if necessary. Taiwan, however, sees itself as a sovereign state with its own government, military, and currency much of like what is going on with Ukraine and Russia and another reason why Russia must be stopped and the world told that we need to respect boundaries. Now China's relations with the U.S. are strained by various issues such as trade, human rights, cybersecurity, and regional security. The two countries have engaged in a series of diplomatic and military confrontations such as expelling diplomats, imposing sanctions, closing consulates, and conducting naval exercises. The U.S. has also expressed support for Taiwan's democracy and defense, angering China. China is also facing international criticism for its crackdown on dissent and civil rights in Hong Kong and Xinjiang. Now in Hong Kong, China has imposed a national security law that criminalizes secession, subversion, terrorism, and collusion with foreign forces. Many pro-democracy activists have been arrested, jailed, or fled the city. In Xinjiang, China has been accused of detaining more than a million workers and other minor- Muslim minorities in re-education camps where they face torture, forced labor, and sterilization. Similar to what Russia has done to people who go up against Putin's views and beliefs. Now, why should we care about China's situation? China is the world's second largest economy and a major trading partner for many countries. Its actions and policies have significant impacts on global market supply chains and environmental issues. China is also a nuclear armed power and a permanent member of the UN Security Council with considerable influence on international security and diplomacy. China's rise and ambitions pose both opportunities and challenges for the rest of the world. But nevertheless, China is also suffering right now. You see, China's economy is not only inflated, but fake. It built its economy on real estate and the idea that the citizens would bank their earnings and wealth in real estate. What China did not count on was an aging population due to its own measures to control birth in their country, but also did not anticipate COVID shutting down the world economy for almost two straight years and of which started in their own country. So now, the dilemma is that their own controlled companies, I may say, are in the throes of bankruptcy, which is destabilizing the Chinese economic growth. Many of the residents of China are losing their wealth as they counted on the real estate market, which is now facing a defunct status. Why does this matter? It matters because without real estate, the economy really has nothing. Sure, there were both robust, robust export business, but this is minimal as more countries are pulling out of China and even less buying in China due to the support China has shown to the Russia-Ukraine war, as well as oil imports they are buying from Russia, as well as not taking a stance on Russia aggression in Ukraine. In other words, karma is biting China's ass. Now, with unemployment at an all-time peak in China, the aging economy, the bankruptcy of so far three major construction companies in China, you have an economy that is falling apart and a president is feeling the bite. There is much that is not being said outside of China but the silence is a big albatross around the neck. What isn't being said is being said. So let me explain. The failure of real estate in China matters because it could have serious consequences for the Chinese economy and the global financial system. Here are some reasons why. China's real estate sector makes up a third of its economic output and affects many other industries such as construction, manufacturing, and services. If the sector collapses, it could trigger a recession, unemployment, and social unrest in China. We already see this taking place and China has already resuscitated one company due to its failure to survive, but can it actually support the others that are following? China's real estate sector is heavily indebted with many developers faulting or struggling to repay their loans. If the sector defaults? It could create a domino effect affecting the banks, the bond market and the investors who lent money to the developers. This would and is already angering the residents who actually pay in advance for the construction to be built. People are putting their life savings into these buildings as they expect to live and thrive there. With the construction not moving forward, they have lost their capital. China's real estate sector is linked to the global economy as China is a major trading partner and a source of demand for many countries. If the sector crashes, it could disrupt the global supply chains trade flows, and commodity prices, affecting the growth and stability of the world. Therefore, the failure of real estate in China matters because it could pose a significant risk to the economic and financial well-being of China and the world. With all of this going on in their own land, why would China even think about taking over Taiwan? China would take risks to take over Taiwan because it considers Taiwan a breakaway province that must be reunited with the mainland, and as I mentioned, by force if necessary. China also sees Taiwan as a strategic and economic asset, as well as a challenge to its sovereignty and legitimacy. Some of the possible risks that China faces if it tries to take over Taiwan are A military confrontation with the U.S. and its allies, who have pledged to support Taiwan's defense and security. This could escalate into a regional or even a global conflict with devastating consequences for both sides. A diplomatic isolation and condemnation from the international community, who may view China's actions as a violation of international law and human rights. This could damage China's reputation and influence in the world, and trigger economic sanctions and political pressure. A domestic backlash and resistance from the Taiwanese people who value their democracy and autonomy, and who may not want to identify as Chinese. This could lead to a prolonged and bloody insurgency, and undermine China's stability and unity. Therefore, China would take risks to take over Taiwan because it has strong historical, political, and emotional reasons to do so. But it also faces significant challenges and costs that may deter or delay its plans. Now several signs that China is actually in trouble is actually their own currency is not doing well. Yuan is the official currency of China. It has been falling against the U.S. dollar, which is its main rival in recent months. This means that one U.S. dollar can buy more yuan than before and vice versa. The yuan's exchange rate is determined by the supply and demand of the currency in the market, as well as the intervention of the Chinese Central Bank, which sets a daily reference rate for the yuan against the dollar. And if you notice, China really wants to belong, or to try and bring up the BRICS, because if they can get more people into BRICS, they're trying to counter the dollar. But this isn't going to work. There are there are many different reasons why the yuan is tanking or losing value against the dollar. Some of the possible factors are China's economic slowdown. Now, I mentioned before that China's economy grew by 4.9% in 2023, the lowest rate since 1990 due to weak domestic consumption, deflationary pressures, and external shocks. Now, China's COVID wave, China has been in the grip of a major uh, COVID-19 wave since restrictions were lifted. And now the country is reporting even more new cases in January 2024, with over 500 deaths. China's geopolitical tensions. Now China is facing increased pressure and competition from U.S. and its allies, who have accused China of violating human rights, interfering in elections, and threatening regional security. Now, even though the United States has also expressed support for Taiwan's democracy and defense, China has responded by ramping up its military and diplomatic presence in the region, raising the risk of a conflict. Now, the tanking of the yuan matters because it could have serious consequences for the Chinese economy and the global financial system. A weaker yuan could make Chinese exports cheaper and more competitive, but it could also make imports more expensive and reduce the purchasing power of Chinese consumers. A weaker yuan could also increase the debt burden of Chinese companies and banks who have borrowed heavily in foreign currencies. A weaker yuan could also affect the confidence and stability of the global markets as China is a major trading partner and a source of demand for many countries. Therefore, the yuan is tanking against the dollar because of various economic and geopolitical factors, but it is hard to actually say how long or even how far it will fall. The Chinese central bank may intervene to stabilize the currency or let it adjust to the market forces. The yuan's exchange rate may also depend on the actions and policies of the U.S. and other countries who may try to influence or counter China's currency moves. Only time is going to tell what is going to happen and its impact on the world. Now President Xi knows all of this and is facing huge dilemmas on what to do and how to divert the attention of the Chinese people away from the problems in their own country. I believe that if he thinks he can gain support in taking over Taiwan, he believes that their thoughts will be diverted over what is really going on with the country, but he has made a silly mistake in that the aging population are really into survival. The millennials are more into a better quality of life and living, and the rest just want to know where their dollars are going. It will not be easy to divert attention. And what the president is also not willing to admit is that they are watching and waiting to see what he does. Will a coup happen? I'm not sure. But the Chinese seem to be more astute than the Russians seem to be. And they're actually more able-bodied to overthrow presidency if the time arrives. So until then, we just have to wait and watch and see what'll happen. But... There is a lot going on in China. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to Lose Lips and until the next time.